This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. I'm Matthew. And I'm Molly. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. Today, we are talking about parsnips. One of my favorite winter vegetables and one that really gets too little respect. It really does. I mean, its name is, its name is even a little silly. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's disadvantaged from the very beginning. Nobody, nobody says I'm going to go out and pound a bunch of parsnips. Yeah. (laughs) Nobody says that. (laughs) Except for, except for me, because I love them. We just pounded a bunch of parsnips. Yeah, we did actually. actually. Yeah. It it was actually a pound of parsnips. Really? Wow. We pounded a pound of parsnips. (laughs) Pickled parsnips. (laughs) Okay, so what what is a parsnip? Is it is it like is it related to the carrot? Is it a white carrot? Well, it is related to the carrot, right? It's it's a root vegetable. Yeah. Um, but it's not a white carrot, even though you can get white carrots. It's sweeter than carrots. Um, how is it different? Well, the the funny thing is, I have had the experience more than once, um, and it's very embarrassing that I will go to the stand at the farmer's market and say, "I'll take some of these parsnips," and they'll say, "Actually, those are carrots." Have you ever, has this ever happened to you? Wow. I don't even, I don't know how you can even talk about this. There's so much shame involved. I know. Wow. This is, that must, could you sleep that night? I wouldn't have been able to sleep. No, I have have not gone back to the farmer's market since then. This was seven years ago. Wow. Not really. (laughs) Um, (laughs) No, but really, so is this just another root vegetable? It just happens to look like a carrot? Oh, it's not just another root vegetable. It's one of the best root vegetables. It's got, it's got that uh, sweetness that you described. And it's also, it's got a texture that's somewhere between a carrot and a potato, I would say. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really, um, in soups or in purees, we're going to be talking about a puree today. In soups and in purees, um, it really gets very silky, very velvety. Yes, absolutely. That's Mm -hmm. the word for it. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't tend to have sort of that sticky quality that that potatoes can sometimes get. It's got a creamy quality. Yeah, and unlike potatoes, you don't have to worry about overworking it. Mm -hmm. Um, You can can puree your parsnip all day and nothing (laughs) terrible will happen. What a relief. (laughs) Wow. So, um, (laughs) you know, I read a little interesting thing about the word parsnip. Oh, tell me. So, uh, you know, I... I Is this from UrbanDictionary.com? No, this is from Wikipedia. This is our our favorite source. We go only to the the highest quality 
sources mm-hmm. here. Um, apparently, <clears throat> sort of the the folk explanation of where the term parsnip came from is that it's a a portmanteau of parsley and turnip. I think you have to define portmanteau now. Um, let me look that up on Wikipedia. <laughs> Hang on there. You better use French hmm. Wikipedia. It's a, so a portmanteau word is a blend of two or more words uh, and their meanings into one new word. Oh, like jerk face. Like jerk face. Okay. Exactly. So parsnip is the words parsley plus turnip put together into a whole new meaning. Except that's not really true. Damn it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Apparently it actually comes from uh, the Middle English word parsnip. <laughs> I can't really pronounce. Oh man, they are going to laugh at you in Middle English. Which is an alternation of the old French pasne mm-hmm. from the Latin pastinum. <laughs> is this going somewhere? <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, but I, I okay, think good. I was, think everybody was wondering about that. It was basically as- assumed to be a kind of turnip, um, and it's among the closest relatives of parsley. Um, which can be bred to develop a, a root that kind of looks like a parsnip. Did you know that in England, turnips are called Swedes? Or maybe rutabagas are called Swedes? I think, I think it's rutabagas. I think it's rutabagas. Well, anyway, okay, yeah. moving right along. Okay. <laughs> but so, in Sweden, never mind. <laughs> okay. So, you know, let's talk about what we do with parsnips. What don't we do with parsnips? Well, how do you choose a parsnip for one thing? Well, this is the this is the interesting thing I've found. Um, it, depending on what I want to do with it, I will be more or less picky about my parsnip because if I'm going to if I'm going to roast it and serve it, basically, you know, just parsnip, olive oil, salt, and pepper, then then I want to choose one that's very light in color because it seems like they kind of darken as they get old, and the the oldness indicates stringiness, and you can tell because it'll be darker in color. Um, and so the the ones that are lighter in color are they also smaller? Um, not necessarily, because huh. a, a big honkin' parsnip can be really good as long as it's fresh, and so it'll be f- very firm in texture and mm-hmm. lighter in color. So kind of like carrots, you want it to feel firm, not be yes. rubbery or bendy. Yeah. Okay. But if I'm making parsnip puree, I found it really pr- doesn't particularly matter. I've used some really over-the-hill parsnips, and I don't think you could tell the difference in the final product. But, you know, unlike carrots, parsnips have that woody core. Yeah, they do. How do you do. deal with that? I, I worry a lot. Deal with I, that? I, I think no. a lot about the woody core because sometimes it's woody and sometimes it's not woody. Um, and you never know what, what you're going to get. <laughs> um, and so, so if I'm going to roast it, I will, I will cut out the, yeah. the possibly woody core. And I worry about that because sometimes it takes up a large it takes proportion so of much the parsnip. Time and two. I thought you were going to say time. Okay. <laughs> both, both. It takes so much it's time. It's a nightmare. Because when I roast parsnips, I usually, um, you know, sort of quarter them lengthwise and mm-hmm. then kind of cut the core out. Yeah. Jeez, man, it takes forever. I know. And uh, and you lose so much parsnip. The good news, however, is if you're going to puree the parsnip, as long as you pass it through a sieve after after it's cooked and pureed, you don't have to worry about the woody core. You can just throw that right in there. No awesome. problem. Then we should all be making parsnip puree. We should all be making parsnip puree because... You know, it works with any parsnips, and, and it's awesome. Well, tell me about, you know, tell me about this puree you make and about your other favorite things that you do with parsnips. <laughs> I'm so proud of my parsnip puree, and partly because it's tasty. Um, <laughs> it is tasty. And uh, partly because I did this thing that's like the food writer holy grail. I feel like I called 
three different chefs in Seattle. This was for an article I wrote a few years ago and asked them, how do you make your parsnip puree? And then like I took... Wait, you just assumed they make parsnip puree? Yeah. Is this like a requirement of, of, of the title chef? Um, I think so. Yeah. Really? Huh. I never thought about it. Well, I mean, these were, these were all kind of, you know, new American type chefs of the kind that are that wax eloquent about root vegetables. Okay. And so I figured okay. they, they would have some parsnip credentials. Okay. And they did. Uh, they were all they were all like ready to roll. And, and I took an, an aspect of each of their recipes and fused them into my own parsnip paradise. Oh, my gosh. It, you're a genius. It felt just like like uh, if I had like called. Um, Dr. Ruth, Dan Savage, and Barry White, and said, okay, you guys, give me your best sex move, and then I combined them all into some sort of Frankenstein sex move, and it worked. <laughs> I wish the readers, I mean listeners, <laughs> could see how excited you are right now. <laughs> like, I'm, your well, face I stopped, is... I, I lost, I, I stopped getting, being excited about bar stiffs and started being excited about... About, <laughs> about this amazing <laughs> Frankensex <laughs> Okay. Now that we've covered Frankensex, on to myrrh. Seriously, however, making parsnip puree is really easy. It's really delicious. It goes with almost anything. It goes with meat. It goes with fish. So it, what do you do in your Franken puree? In my Franken puree, I chop up, I peel the parsnips, I chop them up, woody cores and all. I simmer them in vegetable stock. Why not chicken stock? Uh, because one of the chefs that I spoke to was a vegetarian, and he said, trust me, uh, even if I wasn't a vegetarian, I would be using vegetable stock, um, that it uh, it accentuates the sweetness of the parsnip mm. because vegetable stock usually is sweet, and he was right. Uh, and even canned vegetable stock works fine. Uh, and then I simmer them, I cut them into chunks, simmer them for like 20 minutes, then uh, puree it in a food processor, leave out some, drain off some of the broth um, and puree it, pass it through a sieve, which is much easier than it sounds, and, uh, and then season it with uh, salt. Wow. And that, what do you usually serve it. it with? I mean, today, today we did something I would have never thought of. We just sort of like heaped it up on crostini, and that was delicious. Yeah, we were, we were dipping. It's, it's uh, you know, Matthew's famous parsnip dip. I bring it to all the... <laughs> Bridge to bridge night, mm-hmm. um, Mahjong. But yeah, it goes uh, it goes well. Uh, any anywhere you would use mashed potatoes, I think parsnip puree is that much better. I think it would be great with um, I don't know maybe with a sausage. Would it be good? With oh sausage? yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you could also you could thin it a little more and have it be a soup. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And maybe you know put a little uh, bacon on top or uh, a little creme fraiche. I think a little creme fraiche drizzle of some really good fruity olive oil. And we'll put the recipe on the site. Oh, yes, absolutely. Awesome. Well, you know, I, uh, I tend to take the, the quicker way of dealing with parsnips, okay. which, as I've already mentioned, still takes a while. Mm-hmm. I tend to roast them after I cut out their little nasty Hearts. woody cores. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I'm a big parsnip roaster. I really love, um, I really love the texture they get. The, the inside almost becomes creamy like a good French fry. Yeah. Um, Anyway, super easy, you know, roast them like you roast anything else. It's great. Do you put parsnips in uh, in stews ever? Uh, I have sometimes made a parsnip soup mm-hmm. that's a little bit like your puree, just thinner. Okay. But I've never thrown them into into just a stew, like a beef stew, Yeah, I mean? I'm, I'm always very excited to find a parsnip in my stew. I bet that would be great. I mean, I feel like it's so typical to do beef with carrots, for instance. Mm-hmm. Beef with carrots and parsnips Oh, it would be, be wonderful. Awesome. You can mash them in with mashed potatoes. That uh, mm-hmm. that's always uh, always nice to see. 
Um, and there's one parsnip recipe that I have not made in a while, and I was thinking while we were getting ready for this show that it's been way too long since I've made it, um, where you slice the parsnips thinly like into coins, um, and you have to be sure you have skinny, non-woody ones for this, um, and saute them actually with some pancetta and serve it with pasta. It's a Mario Batali recipe. It's in the Babo cookbook. That sounds fantastic. And, ton- and lots of uh, f- uh, freshly ground black pepper. Oh, that sounds fantastic. I want to make that right now. Yeah, and the parsnips get, you know, they get caramelized and, uh, and kind of a chewy edge and so sweet. How do you think parsnips would be in chicken pot pie? I think parsnips would be wonderful in chicken pot pie. And in fact, I've done it. You've done it? I've done it. Oh, my God. Eureka. Wow. Uh, do we sound excited or what? Yes. I made this chicken pot pie with like a whole wheat cheddar crust. And uh, the recipe didn't even call for parsnips. I was so bold. I threw parsnips in there anyway. Wow. And it was a triumph. What a man. What a man. <laughs> Did I mention Frankensex? <laughs> so, parsnips. Um, are, there any, are there any other categories of parsnip cookery that we're neglecting? We've done stewed. We've done sautéed. We've done roasted. We've done pureed. Fried? I bet that would be good. I haven't done it. Well, but I've never had a fried carrot. I don't know. What what would the texture do? And how long would you have to cook that thing? Would you like blanch it ahead of time? Possibly. Some someone needs to tell us if parsnip fries yeah, please, is a real thing. Please let us know so that, you know, if it's not good, you can save us the trouble of of trying to make it. Because I, because there you can injure yourself frying tossing a parsnip into the hot grease. Wow. <laughs> Here we are. All right. <laughs> This was really funny for a while. It was funny for yeah. a while. I think we've actually got some good stuff yeah, here. It's I think just going to be short, short and tight. Yeah. I mean, how much is there to say about parsnips? You pull it out of the ground, you cook it, you eat it. That is so true. And that's, that's really the beauty of parsnips. It really is. You don't have to do too much to a parsnip. You don't. You don't. They're just, uh, they speak for themselves. <laughs> they Which do? is why we should stop talking about them. And possibly stop cooking them. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Thanks for listening to Spilled Milk, the show that's a portmanteau of spilled and milk. I'm Molly Weisenberg. And I'm Matthew Amster-Burton. Visit our website, www.spilledmilkpodcast.com, for our recipe for parsnip puree. Tell me something about parsnips that you've learned. They're delicious. (laughs) Is that what I was supposed to say? Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.